On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Welcome to Melbourne Storm Hour, our lawyer's favourite hour of the week here at SEN. Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns, back for another week, so it means that we didn't get into too much trouble last week. Good evening, boys. Great to be back, Sammy. I've missed you. It's uh, <laughs> Seven days is getting too long. There's talks of a second show, so hopefully that'll uh, fix that <laughs> up. There's talks of a daily show. Mm. That's, I think, just talks that you Jared two Jared spot, apparently. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> so hang on. The last few weeks you've been going after the breakfast slot. Have you, you've recalibrated your expectations, and now you're just going for Jared Waitley's position on the station, are you? Yeah, well, from top down, there's probably some uh, secret complaints from Gary and Tim. They're obviously uh, avid listeners, so <laughs> no, Jared seems like the next obvious target. They would not know that we even do this. Uh, uh, yes, they would. <laughs> yes, they would, Sammy. Don't play it down. Let's not be humble. Hey, uh, good win last week to you guys. Uh, it was a close one. We tipped it was going to be close, 24 to 22, uh, but the uh, it was a good win nonetheless. How is everyone at the club after last week's win against the Tigers on Thursday night? Uh, well, they definitely enjoyed the weekend. I had a four days off, so, um, but yeah, they were very, they were very, uh, I guess, not nervous, but they were a bit Bit rattled after the game. That was um, very, t- especially after Christian Welsh got misdiagnosed with an ACL injury. But yeah, well, it wasn't looking good for a while. And then all of a sudden he was he was okay. Yeah, what's the, what's it, the latest on Christian? It put Welsh? a bit of a damper on the sheds. I think that was quite clear with like even Bellamy's post match co- uh, press conference. Yep. But um, with that game, I think it was a pretty scrappy game, like pretty ordinary to watch. The rest mm. had the whistle out, and I think we we're just lucky to scrape away with the two points. But yeah, lucky for. Christian, we're going to give him the week off in terms of um, targeting his weaknesses, and there are many. But, um, yeah, misdiagnosis, and we'll go into that. We'll save that for a later date. Uh, he was quite emotional, but we won't play on that. A, but, little, um, a little birdie tells me, though, that yes? you you have been going out of your way to be incredibly supportive. You've been getting yep. him food. There you've is been a soft look, side. You've been looking in on him and checking in on him, making sure he's okay. No, of course. I, at the end of the day, I was, I was extremely rattled. I think most of the boys were, but... I just, in that moment, I seen him upset. I knew what that all entails. And the timing of it for him um, was pretty significant. But to hear that it was, you know, a couple of days later that he got the scan, it was his meniscus, which actually has the same mechanisms feeling as the ACL. I've, I've done that as well post-ACL uh, reconstruction. And it does feel the same. So I can understand why he had mm. that concern. But, mate, to hear that, it's great news. And, uh as I said, lucky to get the two points in a scrappy game. Hopefully we can improve this week. Does that mean that Welsh, you no chance of origin for this year? Because the teams get picked next week. Um, obviously, game one would be a bridge too far. But Just game one, I think. Four to six weeks generally for the meniscus, and I know he'll be uh, probably on the good end of that. Because there was talk of him actually getting into that Queensland side. Uh, he'd been playing so well this year. So very, hopefully, I think it was a very good chance with mm. the lack of forwards they've got. And I think that's what I was alluding to with the timing. Things like that start to weigh heavily on your mind, missed opportunities. Uh, I think he's a big chance of still playing some point during the series. And, uh, yeah, as I said, four to six weeks is a good outcome, and I think he'll be on the lower end of that. Uh, coming up on the show, Cooper Johns, you are a massive Game of Thrones fan. We're going to get you to review the final episode. Uh, Shandor, you've got yourself into a Twitter war. We're going to find out what that's all about with a very <laughs> random individual. Uh, we're going to be speaking to Curtis Scott, who's an injured centre, a Melbourne Storm star, T-Bone of the Week, of course, coming up. I'm sure we'll hear from Donna from Danny Nong at some stage during the yes. course of the evening. But this is the biggest story that's... Uh, going on in rugby league this week. Uh, a man that's played 357 games, 38 tests. Uh, he's a Daily M medal winner, 22 origins. He won 
22. He won seven series. He's uh, five winning grand finals, only three of them actually counting. Um, whoa, whoa, Cooper Cronk, well, only three that he's allowed to, to claim. Uh, two got taken away. <laughs> we'll claim, um, we claim them on SEN. Cooper Cronk uh, announced his retirement at the end of this season, and this is uh, just a little bit of what he had to say at his press conference this week. Um, to Billy and Cameron, um, I, don't, I don't think thanks cuts it, to be honest. Um, those two guys will go down in history as the two best players in their positions for as long as the game of rugby league around is around. So that probably makes me the best third wheel the game's ever seen too because I just jumped on the back of whatever they were doing. From the first day I met them in Brisbane North to our last game on Grand Final Day in 2017, um, my job was pretty easy. A future immortal just passed the ball to me and I passed the ball to another future immortal. So things were pretty cruisy and I really appreciate the things that they did for me on the field. Um, but it's also the moments off the field that aren't seen by the cameras. It's the weddings, the births, the parties, the good times. And um, I'll be forever grateful for what those two guys did for me, both on the field and off the field. Um, because in 2001, when we met at Brisbane North, who would have thought we'd have that journey together? So I'm really pleased and humbled by the fact that my name gets um, spoken about in the same breath as those two. Gee, humble's the word. Uh, he spent most of his press conference just pumping up the, those two guys, and we all know him as the big three. But uh, it's, a, it's a big loss, uh, or I suppose, in rugby league for everything that he's given, and he's got a massive standing in the game. How's his retirement sort of gone through the storm camp this week? Um, yeah, it's... It's not really hasn't been spoken about as much. I think uh, when he's mentioned Cameron and Billy there, the the main sort of thing that was spoken around the club was just in awe about like I don't think we'll ever see that again. Having those like mm. three of the greatest players of all time at one team at for such a long period of time for fifteen years like that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's definitely a father figure of yours. You you, you didn't mention that, but. Obviously, uh, no, off air, you were telling us about how he's been over to your house a couple of times and whatnot. So very humble of you to not name drop that. But is he, also- he, is he a family friend of, of yours, Coops? Um, were you named after him? Uh, I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Nah, he dad used to help him at the start of his career mm. do some uh, half stuff. But yeah, it's uh and now you cool. uh, emulate your game on Coopers. No, I don't. Tell us a little bit about that. No, I don't. I emulate my game on myself, brother. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Johns just keeping it all in-house there. Uh, Shandor, you would have played a lot against him. Uh, what stands out for you, uh, Cooper Cronk, uh, as an opponent? Yeah, just, just a freak, really. Uh, unlike... I think they've all got their own little touch. Billy's 100 miles an hour and just so aggressive, and his intent is unbelievable. He shows up all over the park. Cameron's in full control of the game, and he just feels like a genuine footy player. And Kronk is a player that you just feel like crosses the T's, dots the I's, is a perfectionist, and he plays like that. Everything he does is uh, with such class, the way he runs shape, the way he kicks the ball. And playing against him, it's always been a challenge, not only to see what he's actually going to do, but you know everything that he does, he's going to execute. So you're always on your game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that I can say uh played against Cooper Cronk. would have been an awesome experience to train with him and be at the club, but we both missed that opportunity. But uh, what a career. So, pretty special. Uh, beautifully said. Uh, he will go down as, as one of the game's greats. And, uh, I think one of the things that just stood out is just he came to Melbourne, obviously, and looked around and knew that he was in 
AFL heartland. And, and you can see that he spent so much time on his kicking. Like he's an incredible kick of the ball. Some of the tries that he set up, especially in origin, are straight out of what you would see on an, on an AFL field. Just the way that he's able to hit up someone on the other side of the field, just who doesn't have to break stride, uh, putting boot to ball. It's just Absolutely incredible. And as we said, we'll go down as one of the game's greats. Uh, so well done, Cooper Krong. Incredible career. Melbourne Storm legend. Uh, two premierships with them and then one, obviously, last year with the Roosters and seven series origin wins in 22 games. is absolutely phenomenal as well. Uh, this week, Indigenous round. Absolutely yes. incredible. And I'll tell you what, AFL and NRL, and NRL do this so well, uh, the way that they celebrate the Indigenous round. Uh, and just to tell us what you guys are actually going to be doing this week. Uh, we've got your welfare and education manager, Paul Robinson, a, st- a former Storm uh, champion in his own right, who's just joined us on the line now. Hello, Paul. <laughs> hey, Peter. Good day, boys. Is, hey, boys, how are you? This is Paul speaking. How are you? Have I, have Peter. I, have I, have I got the Peter. wrong name here? Peter. Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I'm incredibly sorry. Yeah, cheers, Munners. Thanks, mate. Oh, no, no, that's my fault. It oh. does it does say Peter on the sheet. Wow. Uh, I'm no, really sorry, right. Peter. My apologies. No worries. I was just going with the, I was just going with the boys. I've just been respectful here, so no, no you're, dramas. You're a very good man. I appreciate that. Hey, take us through uh, this week, Indigenous round against the Bulldogs. What are the Storm doing to celebrate the round? Yeah, well, I suppose this is uh, this is one of the games where we celebrate, you know, all good things, um, you know, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture. Uh, we've done a bit of a presentation yesterday to the guys to, you know, to celebrate, you know, particularly what our jumper, you know, means and not only means to, you know, our players but to our fans as well. And um, I suppose it's a little bit different for us this week. It's an away game, so we play the Bulldogs there and. We'll get our gift exchange, which was explained to the guys what that actually means. So it's going to be a really good celebration of a of a week, and um, it's a wonderful occasion for uh, for rugby league to be able to showcase uh, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander culture. Hey, Robert Sandal here, hey, bro. Good, how you doing? Good, good, mate. Can you uh, give us a little bit more insight on that gift exchange? Because learning about that yesterday was pretty special. So I'm sure it'd be uh, great for everyone to get a bit more understanding on that. Yeah, the gift exchange is, um, was specially designed um, for our guys to, uh, to obviously hand over before the game to the opposition captain. But I suppose the significance of it is that that person that holds you know, the shield, you know, he sort of carries the courage of the team. So, And we've also got a glass shield made up for our men in the match award. And that fellow that wins that award isn't necessarily the guy that's going to be doing the big things in the game. It's the guy that's going to have that team first mentality and really switched on to the little things and protecting his teammates, protecting his brothers, um, and not necessarily, you know, the spectators or the the, um, the fans are going to notice the difference. But that's that that fellow that's going to have that you know, little stuff that matters the most. Hey Peter, how are you? It's Sorry. Cooper. Cooper, how you going, man? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Hey, um, I just wanted to ask you, what's your tip for the for the uh, weekend, and who's your tip for man of the match? Uh, me tip, we, me tip will be obviously a storm win. Oh, nice. Um, and man of the match, I don't think Cameron Smith's ever won this award, so I reckon he might be he might be up, up for it in this award. Wow. I've, I'm just out at Murder Dragons Australia, boys, and I just finished a game of Bull Rush. I've, I forgot how fun that game was. <laughs> How'd you go? Uh, hey? Just clean them all up? or? Well, I got tackled first, so I was out there out in front trying to get a few few fellas here to help me make some tackles. But, so it was a fun game, isn't it? Would have brought back some memories, eh? You've been in the middle, Robbo. Well, left foot step. I still got a little bit to turn a pace. I was out of a good palm there going there for a moment. I was quite happy with quite happy with how I went. 
Uh, Peter Robinson, I'm so sorry for calling you the wrong name earlier. 75 games for the club, if you don't mind. A club legend uh, and the player welfare manager at the Melbourne Storm at the moment. Just giving us an insight in what the club's doing for this Indigenous round. Uh, Storm taking on the Bulldogs on Sunday. Thanks so much for giving us some time, Pete. Really appreciate it. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Thanks Robbo. Good on you, Robbo. It's a storm hour on SEN. Up next, uh, Cooper Johns, you're going to give us your in-depth review of the Game of Thrones season finale and the series finale. Uh, Shandor Earl, have got, you've got yourself into a Twitter feud with a random American man. We're going to find out what that is all about. We might hear from Donna Donald from Trump. Dandenong. Donald Trump it is. It's not, I don't know if it's Donald Trump, but geez, that'd be interesting if it was. Hey, the Purple Army is building for 2019. Melbourne, you're our city and we're your club. Any four Melbourne Storm home games for only $99. Call 1-300-STORMS now and be Melbourne, Melbourne proud in 2019. More Storm Hour up next on SEN. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Shandor Earl and Cooper Johns are here for another week of the Storm Hour. You can get involved on 1-300-736-736. Before 8 o'clock, we will get your T-Bone of the Week nominations. Uh, in very short amount of time, we will hear why Shandor Earl is in a Twitter feud with some random American. Uh, but before we get to your Game of Thrones tribute or your uh, review of the Game of Thrones series and season finale, Cooper Johns, because you're a big fan. You were upset last week. You had a lot of emotion uh, going on. You had to FaceTime a friend for an hour after it. Before we get to that, we do ask people to get involved. one 300 Don from Essendon's called. Hello, Don. Hey, boys. G'day, Don. How are you, mate? G'day, Don. Yeah, pretty good, thanks. How are you? Good, good. What were you calling um, for, Don? Now, you're on air, by the way. It's... <laughs> oh, oh um, I just heard you guys last week talking about a greyhound. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah, we were. Who's, who owns the greyhound? Shandor, Cooper? the greyhound again? Uh, his name's Ryan Pappenhausen. He's yes, a player at the been, Storm. Been doing a very good job at fullback for yes. the last few weeks. Oh, mm, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Um, I've just got a question. I, I watched it run around the other day, and it was, uh, it was a fairly good run by the dog. Uh, I just, are you guys embarrassed the way you talked it up? Uh, no, I'll, I'll just jump in here. No, not really, because it's it's very much a fluky dog, and yeah, got just, a lucky start. Yeah, got a very lucky start. I Nearly think it's had about a hundred. It's had probably had about a hundred starts, and it was it was much like. What's that Olympic, the, you know, the guy that everyone fell over and he won? Yeah, Stephen Steve Bradbury. Bradbury. He's the Stephen Bradbury yeah, of dogs. Yeah, it reminds dogs. me a lot of him. Let's have, a, let's have a quick listen. It's a non-for-profit we've, we've, dog. We've that's got the sure. audio of the last uh, few moments of this race, and let's just hear how it all finished up for uh, Gary's gift. Found the corner, though, and Gary's gift doing it nicely. Two or three clear on Arrogant Ted. It can do no better, and Gary's gift going nicely. Still fell in in the end. Crumps hey, to the angel, almost got it on the outside. <laughs> You know that it's a lucky win when even the commentators sort of give you a sledge on the way past the post. <laughs> Just yeah. fell in. Just what do you think, in. Don? We, we, we were a bit unfair with the boys on uh, Gary's gift. Yeah, I think so, definitely. You they, they, can clearly tell that he was going to win the race, so he just pulled up. He's got a big final on Monday, so uh, he's. I think I think it was very smart from the dog, if I, if I must say. What's your tip, Don, with the big uh, final on Monday? Do we, do we jump on, or obviously a few of the boys I've heard uh, from the Storm have jumped on him previously with... Uh, with no result, uh, you know, often finishing last. But do you think he's a he's a sure thing for the final? Oh, you'd have to ask him, mate. He's got his own Instagram page, so um, <laughs> I've, I've tried to. We'll have to ask the dog. Replied, so. Maybe we'll get the dog on for an interview next week. Uh, Don, thank you very much for calling in.
Cheers. Maybe we'll get the doctor that's seeing him to get an interview, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Don. Uh, there we go. Cheers, Nicely Don. done from Don. Uh, reckon that's, he's found it familiar, that bloke, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, embarrassingly, that was his uh, owner and Instagram account assistant, Ryan Pappenhausen. So uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Going to get to your Game of Thrones season and series finale uh, review very soon, but I, I can see that uh, Donna from Dandenong's calling in at the moment. So, oh, Donna. Um, we always look forward to having a chat to Donna from Dandenong, and we'll, we'll do that very soon. Uh, just quickly, Shandorua, yes. why are you in a Twitter feud with some random American? Ah, oh, look, mate, it doesn't matter where you're from. Uh, I don't discriminate about ethnicities, but if you want to come at me on Twitter, <laughs> I will take you down. What's Someone's- happened? Some uh, random American has basically, look, he's probably having a bit of a joke, a bit of a banter with his mates, and somehow he's accidentally typed my name in and threatened me to a one-on-one battle. Uh, I believe he had a some sort of, um, what are they called, spearfishing gun, and I had a dart rifle, and we were going to go on, on a duo. I sent him back a gun emergency. Gun emergency clearly uh, looking to intimidate, and um, it's it's spiralled from there. I, I, I'm none the wiser. That none of that made any sense to yeah. me. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's best. All right, we'll keep us up to date on. So, if what's going to happen? You want to Twitter What's going to happen Royal. with you and this guy? Oh, look, nothing's going to happen. But if uh, if he comes at me on out in the street <laughs> with a uh, spear fishing gun. Then you know there'll, there'll be some serious issues. Then you'll do nothing, mate. I won't do anything. I that, don't. That, I don't have. Just to make it clear, I don't have any guns or weapons on okay. position. Uh, our favourite caller, except these two bad boys. Oh, oh that's. <laughs> that good, mate? That's there we funny. go. That's, you've, you're my team out of the week nomination, as you are every week. Uh, let's quickly go to our favourite caller, Donna in Dandenong. Uh, hello, Donna. Uh, good evening, Shandell. Good evening, Cooper. Boys, off the top, just want to say how impressed I was by young Ryan Poppenschmeiden on Thursday. He's got the old thing you can't catch, hey, Shandell. The S-P-E-E-D, Speed. Reminds me of that excellent movie starring hunk of spunk Keanu Reeves. It's a film about a bus with no brakes. Spoiler alert, he gets the girl. (laughs) Sandra Bullock. Do you like Keanu Reeves, do you? Oh, yeah, Coop. Point Break, a modern-day classic. Love the old Patrick Swayze. Wouldn't mind doing some dirty dancing with the old Soir Zoo. You know, boys, me and your football manager, Frank Penisey, back in the day when we were lovers, used to have dirty dancing nights. Frank would say nobody puts Donna in the corner and we'd explode into dance. I'm a bigger woman, of course. Of course, I'm a bigger woman. And I remember one night at the RSL in Dandenong, I uh, danced so hard that the rubbing of my Lycra bike pants caused me to burst into flames. <laughs> Frank sends his best, Donna. How oh, does he? Ah, uh, the old Frank first. Eh? <laughs> I've got to say, though, Cooper, Tuesdays makes Donna a little teary. Every Tuesday night, Frankfurt and I would order in Indian food. Afterwards, we'd make love with the vindaloo still glistening and stinging on our lips. <laughs> Is, is, oh, wow. Is Indian your favourite food, is it, Donna? Yeah. Yeah, I know that fancy MasterChef crap. I like the hearty meal, boys. The old chicken schnitzel with the creamy peppercorn sauce. Mm. And nice, big, thick potato wedges. Mm. Yummy. Any wine with that? Cooper both. I mix them together. A, a hearty hunter Shiraz and a Sad Blanc from the Marlborough region. It's dry and fruity. A delicious winter drink. Naked in front of an open fire. Mm, now we're talking. <laughs> anyway, boys, I've got to get back to my organ lessons. 
<laughs> All right, Donna. Can, we might have to get Donna in actually play the organ uh, one time. Uh, would you? Would we be able to do that one day, Donna? We can get I a fire as well. Yeah, different type of organ. Okay, Donna. <laughs> See you, Donna. Oh, that's just a highlight of our week every time. Donna oh from Danny Don calls in. Just quickly before your Game of Thrones season and series yeah, finale, uh, Betty is from Bentley. Hello, Betty. Hi, boys. How you going? First of all, um, Shandor, I know you're a good-looking rooster. Is it true that you were once an altar boy and that you didn't discriminate as you did both? You did the English, the Italian, and the Filipino mass. Is that correct? And what was it like? Are you asking what it was like to be an altar boy? No, I, I believe that Shando used to be an altar boy. He's kept that quiet from the boys. <laughs> it is true. Did he used to be I'm an altar ashamed. boy? I'm not ashamed. Hey, well, 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 I'm not ashamed. I was just a regular <laughs> altar boy down at Leichhardt, the local church. But, um, I, yeah, I was an altar boy, actually. That is, that is true. I, I do feel like this name is a... Uh, is a this... <laughs> Is this, is this Houston's mum? This is Phil. <laughs> no, it's not. Got ya. <laughs> and kids, I was asking, I was just wondering if you can ask Donna from Dandenong when I can get a peach with the lounge suite like hers, given that she had lots of men. We might be lucky at this house. <laughs> she's she's well, not coming. I, I think she. I think Donna from Danny Nong found her couch on hard rubbish day at the front of someone else's house, and then just claimed it for her own. Uh, Shandor, who, who do you know? Betty, do you? Who, who do you think Betty is? Yes, Betty is the mother of. Uh one of the staff at the Melbourne Storms, a lovely lady, and uh, she's revealed a couple of hard truths there. <laughs> yes. Betty, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your call, Betty. Really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Bye. Cheers, Betty. Well, that might be an episode for another day when we hear more about your time as an altar boy. Yes. Um, in the meantime, before we go to the break, Cooper Johns, last week, Game of Thrones, in the penultimate episode, you were very emotional after it. After uh, after Daenerys laid waste to King's Landing, you spent an hour on the phone FaceTiming a friend just to try and grieve and console each other. The season and series finale was on yesterday. Take us through it. Well, to be honest, Sam, um, I was very emotional last week and I'm actually filled with a completely different kind of emotion this week. And much like the dragon, Daenerys flew, I've got a belly full of fire. It was, well, I won't say that word, but it was disgusting. <laughs> what was the key disappointment for people who don't watch the show? What were you? You know, spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't spoiler seen it, spoiler alert. Mute me now because I'm about to go on a rant. It was shocking, Shandor. There was no storyline. The people who wrote it obviously had no idea what they were doing. HBO, what are you doing? Take a look in the mirror. And you know what? You know what word comes to mind? Judas. I feel like I've been betrayed, wow. much like Ju- Jesus was betrayed by Judas in the garden. It was funny the other day, Sam, because I don't know if you've seen the movie Starsky and Hutch. Uh, there's a jail scene yep. there with Will Farrell, but me and Cooper were actually sitting across from each other, and he wanted me to imitate a dragon in front of him and then grab one of the other players and do a double dragon. So I thought that was quite odd. So there was obviously some dragons lacking in the final episode. Is that how you feel? I don't know what you were talking about there. That was completely <laughs> irrelevant. But anyway, there was no, there was a lot of dragons. It was just poorly wrote, written um, yeah, and it's yeah, borderline. It was just it was terrible. So Starsky and Hutch with Owen Wilson be, before Cooper's time. Is that how old I am? Surely not. No, I've seen it. Oh, I think, well, beat it, man. That's a I've funny it, moment. But you just but it, brought but it, it up has, out of nowhere. Had it has no absolutely nothing to do with Game of Thrones. Yeah, but it's a dragon. You're not <laughs> anyway, as funny. I'm onto my new. I'm onto my new can series I, now. Can Vice I just principles. ask you? Can yeah, I just? Can I just ask you? What were you happy with? Who got the the? Well, there was no Iron Throne in the end. But were you happy with who is now in charge? Is that what you're saying? You're not happy with. Anything of how it finished. The blonde chick. 
I don't she she um sadly she passed away. Wow. What? Yeah. yeah, I don't want to go into it. That was sad. But it, other than that it was yeah, it was very poor. It, it was like they rushed it. They rushed it mm. and I could have done a much better Disappointing. job. Disappointing. How would you have written it? How what would you have changed? Who would have how would it have finished if you had have written the final episode? So what would have happened is it would have started with King's Landing in ashes and mm. then the the little the imp as they call him, he would have come in and then I would have made a guest appearance and the imp would have appointed me as a king. Mm. That, that, that is possibly more underwhelming than the, what we actually Sounds saw. Sounds like Jared no. Waitley giving over his show to us. <laughs> you really reckon that's what's going to happen, don't yeah, you? Yeah, sounds similar. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry that you're so disappointed. Uh, if, you, if you think and if you were quite upset by Game of Thrones season finale or series finale, you can come up and ring us on 1300 yeah, and mourn with Cooper and maybe, maybe give him some ideas on how we could rewrite that episode because I'm not sure if we've nailed it just yet with you making a cameo at the very end and you getting the crown. Well, you know, let's talk about it. We'll talk about it in the break. Just to be clear, I'm not saying Jared's an imp. I'm just talking about the transition <laughs> of our popularity, just to be clear. No, that's good. And we're, with all due respect, uh, you're not going to get his show. You've, Go away, Shandon. You, you've got an hour a week. Hey, and every, a time killer, you ca- every time you come in, you're trying to think, whose job can I take? Uh, one throw to seven three six seven three six. Not too far away from doing T-Bone of the Week. Melbourne, there's only one rugby league team in town. Support the club that supports our city. Get four Melbourne Storm home games for only $99. Call 1-300-STORMS now and be Melbourne proud. Up next, injured centre Curtis Scott's going to join us and let us know how his recovery is going. And then T-Bone of the Week after that. This is the Melbourne Storm Hour on SEN. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Shandor Earl and Cooper Johns in for the Storm Hour again this week. In about 15 minutes' time, we'll get your T-Bone of the Week nominations, one 736 736 The boys have got a couple that they're going to be uh, reeling off. And if you've got someone you'd like to nominate for T-Bone of the Week, one 736 736 A few people call uh, just uh, on the SMS, 0433981116. Cooper, with your Game of Thrones uh, season review and your possible rewrite mm. of that, uh, a few people just writing in saying that they would have made Jon Snow or Arya in charge of the whole joint. Okay. Well, they're tired of their opinion. Yeah, that's true. Mind. Someone else has written in here, it's not real. The ending doesn't matter. Make it up in your own mind. Did they leave a name or a number? No, they didn't. Yeah. Well, they are cowards then. No. Well, they never text <laughs> us again. No, we don't. She's seriously offended. <laughs> Uh, a few injuries at the Melbourne Storm at the minute to some key players. We spoke a bit about Christian Welsh, and we'll get another update on him in, in just a moment. But uh, Curtis Scott uh, has quite a complicated foot injury, uh, in very good form uh, before copying that injury. He joins us on the line now. Hello, Curtis. Hey, mate. How you going? I'm well. Uh, how's, before I ask you how your foot recovery is, what's the general vibe around the Melbourne Storm when they listen to the Melbourne Storm Hour on SEN? Uh, what's, what kind of reviews are the two boys here getting uh, each day when they come back in after doing the show? It's only good news, mate. I think, um, you know, I think they've been tossing up the Cooper and Shandor um, Storm Hour. They're not even tossing up the Storm Hour anymore. It's their own little uh, gig. You know, I think the boys are loving it. Thanks, mate. People have spoken. <laughs> that was one person. <laughs> uh, okay, so how is the foot going, Curtis? Where are you at? Um, yeah, it's going all right, mate. Um, I'm currently at at the pub just having a feed with the family but um yeah apart from that it's been going well the surgery went well and um yeah it's just um 
time to recover now and get back out in the field. Curtis, it's Shandorel here. Hey, mate, how you going? Good, mate. Um, I'm not yeah, sure if this is... Pa- me. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is part of your recovery or not, but I came across a video today of you uh, sort of playing around and wrestling with a python. You seem quite uncomfortable. Is that because you've never, uh, you know, played with a python of that size or what What was the story there? Um, I've never been, you know, attacked by a python, so it was just something um, that, you know, I wasn't used to. Um, you probably have more more to do with that than me, but, um, yeah, I've never really played around with snakes. <laughs> All right, hey um, Curtis, your father Craig Scott, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a fearless leader and a bit of a hero down here in Melbourne. Uh, is he taking good care of you back home in Bundina? Yeah, of course. Um, you know the great man himself. Yeah, he's looking after me. Um, yeah, he doesn't really know too much about recovery back in his day. Just go to the pub and have a couple of beers, but he's been leaving me at home with me foot up and um, just doing everything I can to get back. How do you fill in the time, Curtis, with, with the recovery? Because there's not a whole lot you can do, especially with a foot. So what do you do in the time that you've got off and how, how have you been entertaining yourself at home? Um, well, just catch it up with a couple of old mates. Um, you know, I've got a lot of family up here, so I've just been doing the runs around and, um, you know, catching up, you know, with um, my sister and my older brother and, you know, my sister's kids. So they, they always keep me busy, um, putting a smile on my face, which is good, so good to get back and you know refresh a little bit and clear the mind and you know looking forward to getting back down there though and getting stuck into my rehab well done curtis well mate the boys are uh, very keen to get you back out in the park they've been telling me all about it here there's a few injuries on the melbourne storm front at the moment hopefully you're not too far away uh, thanks for having a chat to us on the storm hour mate cheers mate cheers curtis mate good on you brother now uh what was he? What 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 was he doing on? Was it on Instagram? Yeah, I came across Instagram, and there was initially it seemed like there was fright. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't really sure. What was it, to is do it with his? It. Does he own a snake? No, nah, it seemed to be one of his friends that um you know he's he's hanging around with in his recovery process. So yeah, it was an interesting tactic, but yeah, I just noticed he was very uncomfortable. That was the that was the key thing I took away from it. A uh, couple of other injury fronts. Uh, Scotty Drinkwater, how far away is he from getting back? Oh, I think it's about two. He was yeah, very weeks, close to this week. I think it's about two weeks now. Mm, not far off. I think round round twelve uh, sounds right to me. It's round eleven. This uh, week. Any mm. other and any other major injuries for the storm at the moment? No, other than what you touched on with Christian Welsh, uh, his meniscus. He had surgery, so I'm sure he's uh, in good spirits. He's got a good surgeon, Julian Feller, and he'll be back. Like I said, I reckon on the short end of that four to six. Other than that, I think Tommy Eisenhuth uh, is a couple of weeks away. The poor fella um, copped that. Uh, throat fracture in round one, um, so he'll be he'll be. And, I was going to say chomping at the bit, but I don't know if that's a bit no, like that's a bit the throat thing with the know. larynx. Yeah. I think that's a bit too soon. Yeah. And Albert Albert Vete is back in a few weeks too from his yeah, uh, shoulder shoulder well, dislocation. The 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 throat injury was everyone thought it was quite humorous at the start, comparing him to Darren Lockyer and and things like that. But we it was later on that we found out that. Very, very serious, wasn't it? Really, I haven't heard any of those comparisons at all. I've, I've, that's something I've just heard from you, Sammy. That's well, no, we, are you was, making no, fun no, of no, Tom? No, 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 no. It was revealed so afterwards. So you got an issue with Darren or Tom? <laughs> no, Which one is it? It was revealed afterwards that in the right. showers after the boys were saying, you sound like Darren Lockyer. And then it was re- oh, then okay. it was discovered later on that it was actually quite a serious injury when he got it checked. Sounds like a conversation between you and Paul Money. <laughs> in the showers? What were you doing in the showers? I wasn't there. I reckon it was one of you <laughs> vlogs that <laughs> told me this story. Get out of the 
showers. Get out of the showers, man. Okay. Uh, this is the Storm Hour. The two dribblers with me, uh, Shandor Earl and Cooper Johns. Just quickly, the teams have come out for uh, this weekend's game. Sunday against the Bulldogs away. Shandor, you're named in the 21 again. Any chance? favourite jersey number. Any chance? Uh, again, if... Who did we talk about was a great Stephen Bradbury example? Gary's gift. Unless that Gary's happens. Gift. Otherwise, I'll be uh, training the house down and ready to go. Ready to go. So you yes. essentially just need uh, Vunavalu or uh, Josh Adokar to not come up. <coughs> yeah, just a, just a mild flu. Yeah, nothing serious. No, no, just mm. a mild flu that's probably taken its toll 24 hours pregame, but not wishing anything upon anyone. Shandor, but... can you stop praying at the moment, please? <laughs> I'll get off my knees. Well, he was an altar boy. Uh, wow, before, this is so that's, that's, we're not surprised to see that he's praying. Uh, off the knees, mate. Go on. This is the Melbourne Storm out of the Purple Army's building for 2019. Melbourne Storm, you're our city and we're your club. Any four Melbourne Storm home games for only $99. Call 1-300-STORMS now and be Melbourne proud in 2019. Uh, T-Bone of the Week is up next. 1-300-736-736 if you'd like to nominate a T-Bone of the Week, which is essentially the idiot of the week. 1-300-736-736 is the number. The boys have got theirs locked and loaded. We'll hear them next. The Storm Hour on SEN. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. That's time for our favourite segment, T-Bone of the Week. Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns here, ruthless in this uh, segment each and every week. Shandor Earl, just explain what T-Bone of the Week is named in uh, memory of. Can we get a soundbite, honestly? (laughs) Uh, So the T-Bone of the Week award, uh, Cameron Munster and a few of the boys used to live together, uh, got up to a bit of mischief and decided that they would call themselves the Porterhouse. They got some tattoos. Cameron decided to get a T-bone instead of a porterhouse. He is an idiot, and therefore this award resembles Idiot of the Week. Beautifully explained, as always. Hey, just before we get into, because I think there's another teammate of yours who wants to ring in and make a nomination for T-bone of the Week, there's some big news coming in. State of Origin teams are going to be picked next week. There's a lot of excitement this year around the fact that everybody had was of the belief that Tavita Pangai Jr. would put his hand up to play for New South Wales after having previously said, no, 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 I'm going to play for Tonga, which a lot of the uh, high-profile players had gone back to play for Tonga, which made you know the last uh, World Cup absolutely sensational. Uh, everybody thought that Tavita would be lining up for New South Wales this year. He's informed uh, Brad Fittler this week, this is a report coming from the Courier-Mail, and it's up on Fox Sports now, that he will not play for New South Wales and has permanently pledged his allegiance to featuring for Tonga only at representative level. That's... Um, that was going to be pretty exciting to get one of the most destructive forwards in the comp in at origin level. Are you surprised that he won't be playing? Uh, a little bit. I think it's outstanding for Tonga. I think it, mm. now with him going there, it's only a matter of time until they're classed as a first-tier nation in the World Cup. So it's very exciting for that and it's good for the sport. Yeah, I'm excited in the fact that we all want international the game to grow and guys like him and Fafita, they're leading the way. So it's really important. He's a proud Tongan and although – you know, for me, Origin is one of the pinnacles of the game, but I think that's a big move and a testament to his country and the f- direction of international footy. Uh, nicely said. Uh, let's get into T-Bone of the Week. Before we get your nominations, uh, I think we've got one of your teammates on the line here, Nico Hines. Hello to you. Hello. How are we? I'm what good, do mate. Do you want, do you want to open the Nico? bowling this week? Uh, we like people to call in, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Would you like to uh, give your nomination for T-Bone of the Week, please? 
Yes, I would actually. I've got um, one for our little mate Harry Grant. Oh, okay. Do on, tell. On the week- Do go yeah. on. From on the <laughs> on the weekend, we um, had another good win up in Townsville. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, and um, we had a ref called Tyson Bruff. Yes. And continue. There was at one point after Harry scored a try, and one of their players um, bad mouthed the ref, and got, he got sent for ten. And then some of the people in the crowd were saying. Why don't you go play with your hair for ten minutes, or like, why don't you go fix your hair? And um, my lady yeah, does does have quite nice hair, but and um, when we after we uh, gave Harry high five, whatever for scoring, he went up to him and said, um, "Oh no way, Bruffy! Um, if you give me the three points in the match, I'll play with your hair later." Wow! Oh wow! That's controversial. So that was to a ref. He went up and said, "If you give me the three votes, I'll play with your hair later." Is that how I'm hearing that? Had, Sorry, did he say yeah, did, he play, did he say he'd play with his hair? Yeah, his hair. It was, it was, the crowd were giving it to him about his hair, so Harry thought he might uh, go play with his hair to give him the three points. Like um, we've all been, he's been playing some good footy. He's on top of the thing, but he's that desperate. He wants to play with the referee's hair now. That's mm. that's interesting because um, Tyson Bruff's actually bald. So what hair was he talking about? <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> no, look, that is definitely a teammate. If I can give you a tip, uh, Nicky, I'd probably work on the delivery. It was a little bit monotone, but other than that, I appreciate you calling in. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Dump him. Dump him, please. Get him off. Get him off. <laughs> Thank you, Nico. I appreciate that. All right, Chandor, um, you are my nomination, as you are almost every week, for yep. trying to get the stable – the, the the superstars of our station kicked off their show, so you think uh, you can have your own? crawling back to so that You are my T-bone of the week. Happily, uh, thank you. Medium rare. Please <laughs> please continue your nominations. Um, we'll roll through this one quickly because it's a bit of a segue from Nico. I do have another one. Uh, so Harry Grant, he's uh, he's racking up the Cat Awards. Now, the Cat Awards are the man of the match that he was so desperately seeking from the referee that Nicholas Hyam was were talking about. He is leading the award, but... I've got a photo, and I will place it on Twitter afterwards, so follow me, at Sandra Earl. He's got the Cat Award hat on, two fingers in the air, and if a pitcher could speak a thousand words, he said to me as I was taking the photo, my name is now Harry Sivanasiva Grant. That'll do me. You're a Mm. T-bone. I don't think someone that – honestly, Harry Grant, you've got shares in QRL. Just come out to the media and tell us because you keep getting the awards and, you know, it's baffling everyone. Apologies. A bit of context. Sivanasiva, the – uh, Player of the Year award is called the Petro Sivanasiva mm. Medal. One of the all-time greats, Petro. One of the yep. all-time great blokes as well. It was great to you, Cooper. Good on you, Petro. Hey, um, so my one is about Storm Flyer, Josh Adokar. Now, you might have seen on the website last week that Josh had adopted a tiger. Um, was it from the zoo? I, I did. Believe? I did not see that. You didn't see, well, wow. he's, he's adopted. He's delivered his house. No, he's adopted it in terms of like you know he I don't know he funds oh, it. He funds it and then they have it in nature reserve and, and yeah. they 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 rear it and yeah. look after it and oh, they don't it. rear it. But I don't know what you mean. It's like a foster. I don't know what you mean by rear it, but yeah, they do it's that a, and <laughs> help it grow. Oh, okay. Right. okay, all right. So Ray, raise it. So he's done an interview, young Josh, and what he said in the interview, he said. Tigers, you know, they're very fast and they're aggressive, much like myself. And for him to come out on a public platform and describe himself as fast and aggressive, which he might be, he's definitely fast and aggressive, but for him to come out and say that, you're my T-bone and you're my head on a plate. 
<laughs> yeah, I agree. And to finish it off, uh, to paint the picture, mine is Rob Delves. Uh, now, this is probably the third time I've gone to a staff member at the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> He's in the performance sector and runs our GPS. So if you – we were talking about imps earlier. He will resemble an imp for those Game of Thrones fans, but otherwise just a smaller man, uh, vertically challenged, as we would say, probably about four foot eight. He, he'll be on the sidelines running the GPS, so he'll have a laptop – um, that is Rob Delves, just to give you some context. So Rob recently, he's come to a lot of notoriety. He's had a big impact uh, in our preseason coming up with something that we call a purple patch. Now, I won't go into details. We'll keep that in the bubble. But basically, he's designed this. It's a bit of a money ball sort of setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, he's come into the uh, office and a lot of the staff have noticed that he's getting a bit big for his boots. Rob has now been this week doing the GPS work with sunglasses on in the office and his collar up. I mean, that will do me. And that is a true story. Mm. No GST except and, for the collar. Yeah, and a cigar. <laughs> There's a cigar as well. So you think you're going to put your feet up, chuck your shades on, and start pumping away at our statistics? No, sir. You're a T-bone. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a great look, is it? The sunglasses inside because you automatically you automatically make up your mind about what you think that person is and what they're all about just by the fact that they're wearing them inside. It's like wearing a hat to a nightclub, Sam. What have you got to hide? Mm. Well, nothing. I, I literally have nothing to hide. There's nothing up there. <laughs> What? Now, when, when, when have I worn a hat to a nightclub? We know. We've got pictures. Oh, that's so. very insecure. Oh, that, was, that was not a hair joke. You've taken that. Whoa, way out. Maybe I have. Well, okay, speaking of sun, <laughs> no, hey, what about wearing sunglasses on a plane? Uh, only if you've got pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> that was random. What? No, that'll do. That'll do us. Uh, beautifully that said. That's a, that's have we a... actually got any more time? We've got one more um, T-bone. Oh, you've got one more T-bone? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, quickly. Sorry, sorry Just quickly. We were playing out. Uh, ah, that's right, Shanna. You take all the spotlight. Um, <laughs> we were playing. I was playing Fortnite, actually, just before with uh, Billy Walters, son of Kevin Walters. Yep. And we are playing duo, so two on two. And this young kid started getting into Billy I don't know. About online, about, is it? On, online, okay. saying, like saying some disrespectful stuff to him. But Kevin, I mean, young Billy started to get very aggressive, as he does. You, you know, but yeah. anyway, he throws a lot of chat. Mm. And he started getting very aggressive, and the little kid was getting back at him, getting one up, one up, until finally Billy cracked it, and he said, do you know who my dad is? My dad's Kevin Walters. He will ruin you. Wow. <laughs> that is, is. Is that true? Yeah. What was the reaction like from the kid? He just laughed. Yeah. He said, who's Kevin Walters? Yeah, I'm from Melbourne. The, yeah, the, <laughs> yes. He said, I'm from Melbourne. The kid's uh, probably sitting uh, overseas somewhere in who knows where. He's probably never, listening, to be honest. Never would have heard of Kevin Walters in his life, mm. whatever country he's from. That's uh, incredible. Yeah. Well, he's to that little kid listening probably on SEN with all of our fans across the world, you know, we salute you nope. and well done. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, T-Bone of the Week for another week, and that is the Storm Hour. Melbourne, there's only one rugby league team in town. Support the club that supports our city. Get four Melbourne Storm home games for only $99. Call 1-300-STORMS now and be Melbourne proud. Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns, beautifully done, boys. We'll it's been see great you next having week. you on, Sam. We, <laughs> yes. we love you, world.